0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation
2: it's the black health 365 podcast and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside
1: after
3: all looking good feeling good and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice
2: here at the black health 365 podcast we will address the health care disparities within the black community
3: with trusted voices and information
2: to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. Well, greetings and salutations. I feel like I'm kind of stuck on that as an introduction. I don't know, whatever. But what's good, 365ers? I'm Jackie Page, a radio personality, personal trainer, joined by.
3: I love that introduction, by the way. And joined by Britt Daniels, your fit life coach, yogi, and entrepreneur, 365ers. It is our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all with personalized healthcare information and resources from trusted professionals as y'all know we are here to empower the black community to make healthier choices all year long jackie excited for today's conversation before we hop into anything else today we're talking about wellness we're talking about the body summer bodies Summer is officially here jackie question for you we're both from the fitness world when you think of someone who is in the fitness industry, who do you think comes to your head? Like, who comes to your head first? Like, celebrity fitness
2: people. Can I give more than one person? For sure. Okay. Um, typically, I think of Sean T. absolutely love him. Like, he absolutely. gives you so much life in more ways than four. And then Julia Michaels, because I love the biggest, what was it, The Biggest Loser? I think that was the name of the show? Yes. All that being said. Yeah, Julian Michaels, Sean T. Those are my two people. Who your two people
3: I think 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 it's Shanti for sure. Um, obviously I think of James Fonda. Um, those are definitely some big names, but you know, we, we operate in the fitness world, Jackie, and I've been doing a lot of things in DC and I've been seeing a lot of interesting, um, atmosphere coming out of the community. And for me, uh, which is why I'm so excited to introduce this guest, this person for me is one of the biggest names for me. Someone that is extremely inspiring. So happy to have her here on the show. It's Miss Monica Jones, uh, wellness coach, uh, what else can we say, Uh, boxer, uh, I would say a mental health advocate. Monica, you you can keep ad-libbing for me. There's, There's so many other titles that go to it, but you're really a light to this world. So we're so excited to have you on the show.
4: Thank you, guys. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, all things wellness, not just the fitness. There's all different aspects of wellness for different people. So, Like you guys, I'm always a student of what I love and I appreciate being here with y'all.
2: Yeah, we're excited to have you um, as a, you know, being in the wellness and the fitness world, I feel like very often we kind of get like stuck into our own bubbles. So it's always cool, which is one of the reasons why I love um, that me and Brick get to do this podcast is because like I get to pick his brain, he gets to pick my brain. So it's just going to be dope to like sit down and have another trainer to talk to. Like let's have some trainer talk. I know
3: exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, Monica, we like to do these quick check-ins, just mental health check-ins with each other. So... I'm going to ask a question today. Uh first, Monica, how are you feeling today as you're sitting in this seat in this moment? How are you feeling?
4: Today is a good day actually. I can definitely say that um I and we'll talk about this, but getting back into the flow of work and defining what work is for me in my career right now has been such a it's been fluid, but there've been some big waves of, you know, excitement and big waves of Depression. There's been all kinds of stuff that I've had to work through on the daily, but today is definitely a good day. Sun is shining, got a little tan, worked out outside, so can't complain.
2: Hmm. Perspective, okay? Mm, I love it. I Brit, how are you doing?
3: Uh, I, I was just about to say, I can relate, and I guess maybe it's an extension of us being in a similar profession, is can relate so much to everything Monica just said. Uh, coming back from my spiritual sabbatical in Japan, having that serenity, immediately going into burnout, and now re-navigating what routine looks like in a sustainable way for me. Um, I can honestly say I'm back on routine. I'm doing the things crossing the T's, dotting the I's, setting the boundaries. I'm feeling good in this moment right now, at least. Um, and excited for um, new relationships that I'm gonna develop um, in this process, right? Uh, as I've walked away from other um, other other spaces in my life. so. I'm excited. I think that's the biggest word for me today. What about you,
2: Jackie? I don't want to like repeat everything you two just said, but I feel like like after listening to both you and Monica, I feel like I'm kind of in the same space. So I just, 365 As you guys know that I moved down to Atlanta. I've been here for about six, seven months now um, from D.C. And in D.C., it was like, you know, between radio, training clients, teaching classes, like that was my daily schedule. And moving down here, especially during the holidays, a lot of that got thrown off. So I literally was just kind of going to the station doing my show and then coming home so like my fitness routine had gotten thrown off i wasn't really training clients anymore i wasn't really teaching classes um i'm finally teaching classes i'm picking up a few clients like i feel like i'm getting back into my regular routine or like what's regular for me and it's a good space to be in because this is what i'm i I would i was I'm used to is what I was used to. So I, like I said, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm repeating everything that they're saying. But just after hearing both of you like talk, I'm just like, you know what? I completely understand where you guys are coming from because I'm literally in that space right now.
3: It feels like we're in a safe space right now. Again, this might be trainer talk, um, <laughs> but I, I'm so happy to hear it. And following up from that, um, 365, as you know, we like to do our, our Dharma talks where es- essentially it comes from the Eastern tradition where we uh, like to give a small sermon to just start the conversation off for today. Today, we're talking about the body. Um, you know, recently I was in Japan and in Japan, I got to stay with some Buddhist monks and develop some very interesting um, modes of meditation. And while I was there, I got to study a little philosophy too as well. And one concept that we talked about was Kami. Uh, K-A-M-I. Kami means spirit. Kami to the Japanese tradition essentially lies in everything from the self to the ground under you to the rocks to the trees. And one thing I love about Japanese culture um, is a lot of things to be said is this, this uh, communal sense of respect for each other. Um, people operate as though they are a net. They don't operate as though they are isolated. Um, and I say that to say having a respect for everything around us um, also extends with that being said, back to ourself, having respect for our bodies, which are our temples and and so much with that comes self-awareness, right? Um, And I feel like a lot of people we're living in a, a tumultuous time right now, a lot of very unprecedented time coming out of COVID. Um, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of have a lot of anxiety, they can be dealing with depression and sometimes, I always tell my students my clients sometimes the best way to get out of your head is to get into your body because our bodies are our subconscious minds um and there's there certainly so many different modalities of healing the body whether that's through yoga or stretching whether that's through martial arts uh, or boxing it, it it empowers you when you step into this vehicle um, and create a, a true uh a appreciation for it i think a lot of people are disassociated from their body. So I knew so for me, so many years of my life where I was out of shape, struggling with addiction, struggling with depression, I wasn't comfortable with what I saw in the mirror. But now I take pride in the 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 uh what's the word I want to use? The the cultivating of self. I feel like Michelangelo <laughs> working on a sculpture, and that that's every that's an everyday process. We always say it, healing is a verb. And I think that's a great way to dive into this conversation with you, Monica. Um, you approach health in so many different ways. Um, a great question. I want to start off. I've been following you for a number of years. Where did wellness start for you? General, general statement. General statement.
4: Um, wellness started for me, and like anything else that I've done that I think is significant with pain, honestly. I think, you know, getting to a point where... I was so uncomfortable in ways of, you know, whether it was feeling like I had gained too much weight or feeling as if I was injured too often. It's always been a source of pain that has made me want to understand more and made me want to, you know, be able to help others not go through as long or as painful of a journey as I've gone through with certain things, whether it's been, well, in the very beginning for me, it was Uh, As an athlete in high school, I left high school and did not know what to do with myself. I didn't have coaches. I didn't have anybody to show me the way. I didn't even have the structure of school and classes because I also struggled with ADHD and decided that school wasn't going to be the immediate route for me and wasn't going to be the final route for me either. So being so uncomfortable I had to figure out how to do it on my own, like many things in life. And that's, that's how it all started for me. It was like, I started to understand how to help myself. It felt really good. And then I felt like I wanted to make sure my family was good because there's so much, you know, just general chronic diseases that run in my bloodline and in most black and Brown families that I had to make sure that I could pass on that information to my family. And as you both probably know, it's, it's hard to do, it's hard to make it stick at home so uh, that's where it started started from being feeling like i was overweight feeling like i had no structure and just trying to figure out how do i do this with running how do i do this with yoga how do i do this now with hot yoga and just getting more and more interested in the different modalities of movement
2: yeah monica for a black or brown woman that may be listening to us right now, they may be watching you and they're like, okay, I see Jackie. I see Monica. I know they're both into fitness. How do I start? How do I get there? What would you, what piece of advice or what would you say to that woman who's just like, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do.
4: I would say, sit down, take a breath and close your eyes and imagine yourself enjoying your movement and figure out what is it? What does it look like? Because I think when we are doing too much scrolling, consuming, comparing, we confuse ourselves and get decision fatigue, which I talk about a lot. And then we don't start, you know, we just analyze ourselves out of the entire concept of starting. So sit down, take a breath, close your eyes and just figure out what would I enjoy doing? It might be Zumba, it might be boxing, it might literally be taking a 45 minute walk every day in a very scenic route and know that that is a perfect place to start. Because the most sustainable way to be healthy, fit, uh, satisfied with your body is to do things that you actually enjoy doing. That's how you're going to keep showing up.
2: Come on, Monica, I can't tell you how many times I've done said that to the 365ers, like find your, yeah, find your fit, find the thing that works best for you. Like for me, the thing that started me into the whole fitness world was Zuba. Like I used to dance and cheer Middle school, high school, and in college. So when I graduated, I'm like, this whole fitness thing, I'm about to get it. And then I took a Zuba class and I was just like, this right here is it. I'm like, I can twerk. And if I can twerk and lose some weight,
4: the hours, they just pass by. It passes by so quick. And then you're excited to come back. It just, there's nothing more beautiful than watching a person, but a woman especially, who can find an activity that she loves and just be so on her schedule, on her routine, and so looking forward to it. It's so exciting and empowering to see.
3: That's absolutely beautiful. Um, Me and and hearing you guys, I found my place in wellness similar to you, uh, Monica, from a place of pain. Um, and for me, that, that first introduction was yoga because it allowed me to slow down. I have very bad ADHD, ADD as well. And for me, yoga provided me with the vehicles of breath work, slowing down my nervous system, intentional movement, um, meditation, direction of my mind, a wellness awareness of my mind, meditation that its root is becoming familiar with, um, familiar with the self. So it, it gave me... A vulner- uh, it gave me a capacity for understanding vulnerability and uh, an ability to communicate that. Um, and it was so many of my clients, you know, I think we can both synergize here is that it's that wellness journey is mind, body and, and, and connection. Right. Um, Monica, we talked about the grand scale of wellness for you. I'm interested in what you've got going on now. What are you doing now? And maybe where was your beginning journey into specifically the fitness world as an entrepreneur? How was navigating that space as a woman Uh, here? And I'm not sure if you started in the DMV, but what was that like?
4: Um, Well, now I've expanded into working with my best friend. So my best friend was my first mentor and fitness manager when I decided that I wanted to be a trainer. I was just moving back here to the DMV from Providence, Rhode Island, and I didn't have any sort of structure or routine other than waiting tables. And I was already studying to become a trainer by the most beautiful fate. I ended up meeting her working at a gold's gym and over the years, it went from, you know, training one-on-one clients, finding a way to heal from body dysmorphia, from having an eating disorder, and then using all of those tools that I'd gained in sharing them on social media, and then I grew into becoming a content creator, an ambassador for certain brands, and then grew to do large group fitness workouts um, all over the DMV and over the East Coast, sometimes in LA. And now, especially in the pandemic, when I was providing a lot of virtual workouts, app workouts, now I find myself, I took a beat. I definitely took some time off, like almost five months off last year, and found a way to go to therapy, heal from a little bit of trauma, um, address the the inequalities and inequities that were going on within my industry, and then just take my time getting back into things. So I jumped back in um, with creating some content, but I decided to do it at a pace that made sense for me, jumped back into working with my best friend again as she opened her own wellness company and have been working on helping and supporting the community there. And then I had released Hustle and Flow, which is my hormonal harmony exercise program that I created for women who are struggling with PMDD or intense PMS symptoms, or trying to just get to a place where they understand their reproductive system and how it affects their body.
3: I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
2: Absolutely love it. Um, Talking about your journey, um, where are you, because you said you took some time off um, mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like the fitness, the workout journey, because I feel like we are all in different stages. I am in the place now where I'm trying to gain muscle. I say mm-hmm. that, but then I'm also in a place where I'm like, Jackie, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Um, so, where are you in your fitness journey? Um, and, and one of the reasons I want you to answer this is because I think very often um, people get really wrapped around the concept that, oh, if you're in the fitness industry you're just always good to go you're always on this like there's never ups and downs on this thing like there it is. um Ooh. so where are you and you just mentioned you know you took some time off so where are you in your in your fitness journey
4: so i just recently won the dc golden gloves i competed in a tournament that lasted over <laughs> five weeks <laughs> i didn't know that tournament was going to last more than a weekend, so that was always a great surprise for me, and um, that took a lot. It took a lot of dedication um, from myself, uh, all the women who helped come spar with me, support me, and from my coach. And so, I after that took a
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
4: Week-long vacation, and then since I've come back second week of April to now... I've just been working on trying to get back into strength training consistently, running because I enjoy the scenery and enjoy the endorphins that come from it, and having a well-rounded program that allows me to still be lean for these summer months, but still have a little something, you know, some curves. But yeah, that's where I am. I, You know, coming from the beginning of doing everything I could to be skinny or to look, you know, muscular and toned like the Menko fits and Deanna Jeffersons and all the women that I really looked up to in the beginning of my internet fitness phase. I am so proud and happy to just be able to say, hey, I'm going to show up to the gym because it's going to make me happy. It doesn't have to do anything else. It's going to give me some peace and I will make my way to my goals at a pace that makes sense.
3: I love that self-awareness, Monica, as someone that, you know, I have ADHD and sometimes I feel like people who have ADHD, we can create this extremely rigid routine um, that we stick to stick to stick to at the detriment to maybe to people around us. And then we get bored with it. And then we get into impulsivity uh, <laughs> and then we create this whole cycle. I got to get it. back to the rigidity. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I love the fact that you're saying you have self-awareness around here, just simply showing up to the gym. I know that's important to me. I'm sure you have like things when it comes to nutrition that keep you balanced and grounded and you have self-awareness around that as well. Um, you know, I, I and I saw you training for that tournament. You was you was in the zone for a while. You were, you were definitely in the zone for a while. I'm interested to talk about that more. Um, boxing, self-defense for women. I, I see you host self-defense classes for women.
4: Mm-hmm. What yeah, is boxing I,
3: for you and what do you think something like boxing or martial arts does for people?
4: So I always tell people boxing and self-defense are two different things. Women are like, oh, I got to get my boxing up. And I'm like, boxing and mitt work is empowerment, which you absolutely need for confidence and to keep showing up and to be as strong as you need to be in building that skill set. But when it comes to self defense, that's where you are aware and vigilant and where you're ready for something to come at you defending yourself. So one is a little bit more um, empowered and uh, offensive and the other is defensive and protective. And they go so well together. Like I think that boxing makes self defense a lot more fun. And so I have started um, women's sparring. It's it welcomes women who want to try out sparring, and they you know are might be a little bit intimidated by the thought of it. So knowing that someone's gonna guide you through the session rather than say like oh just go at it, put on some headgear, grab a mouthpiece, and, and get it in. So I really love doing that um, here in Navy Yard and hoping to expand it. But boxing for me was, I knew that if I wanted to get better at it because I was obsessed, then I had to treat my body better. And it really helped me heal from the dysmorphia. It helped me stop purging, binging. It helped me find a way to track my actual performance and really healed me. So now getting into it in competition has been a whole nother world. It's been, you know, you're testing yourself to beyond the limit of what you think you can do and knowing if you get in there and you're not in the right frame of mind, if you're not in shape, you get hurt, like very physically hurt. So I like being able to have the extremes of that in competition, but then also bring it back to group fitness and group energy and still, you know, empower women to feel like they can do it too. <sighs>
2: Can I just say, I love like just talking to you is very refreshing. One, because you're in the fitness realm, two, you're a woman, three, you're a woman of color. Like just having this conversation is so refreshing. Um, you know, one of the things that I always say when I hit the gym, when I first started lifting weights and really getting serious about like, oh, I'm gonna start lifting heavy is like, I've learned so much about who I am and what I'm capable of doing. And to hear you say that, like, you know, when I first started this, you know, I was just doing it for this, but then when I got into the more competitive side of things, you know, I've, I've learned so much more about me and what my body is, like, I just, this is so refreshing, like literally, because again, it. I, I don't get an opportunity to talk to a lot of trainers because for me, it's training a client, going home, teaching a class, going home. Like you don't really have a whole lot of time to sit and talk. So like, I'm just like, thank you for saying that.
4: Thank you, Jackie. you will make me cry over here. Come on. I'm a cancer son and move. You know, I'm a, I'm a shed some tears.
3: <laughs> Speaking of that competitive spirit, which I'm sure can bring out so much primal energy from you. And you got to really tap into different levels of training that you wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend for the average population. When you're training someone to compete, you don't tell them the same things you're telling regular John who just wants to lose a few pounds. And so as training, we got to be, I guess, cautious uh, when we try to apply knowledge and wisdom. You know, things got to really fit the shoe. Um, speaking of that, what are some myths? Getting back to the body, getting back to some of the technical things, going back to the trainer talk. What are some myths that you've seen within the wellness world, within the fitness world? that you just kind of want people to be aware of and be cautious of. It's summertime, some people are like, look, can I do crunches to get abs? What are some myths that you like, hey, that you got to tell people, hey, chill out on?
4: That cardio is more important than strength training. Th- that is not true. I tell people you have so many different vital organs in your body, like you really need to take care of each of them. So a lot of times we feel, and I'll, I'll use hit training as an example, we feel as if we are getting the most bang for our buck if we are panting, sweating, pouring sweat, breathing really hard and exhausted. And it's hard to say that that's not valuable or not as valuable because everything holds value in movement to some extent, right? It's it's, you know, keeping it moderate, but your heart health can still be improved through strength training. So you don't have to become a runner, a marathoner, or, or you know someone who is spending hours a week doing spin classes. If you love it, that's great, but it's not any more valuable than strength training. All of us, after we hit around 25, our bone mineral density decreases naturally. Our muscle mass, is very hard to hold on to. So if you've never done any sort of resistance or strength training, it's affecting more than just your your aesthetic look. So cardio has its place, but it is not doing hit, doing really intense activity doesn't correlate. Breathing really hard and sweating really hard doesn't correlate to a successful workout long-term.
3: I love that you said that. Jackie, I'm sure you got so much to follow up with. That speaks to the climate of when you go to a Planet of Fitness and you see 3,000, uh treadmills and
4: and ellipticals they're going and if that's how you approach it like you know if you if that's how you get there and you start let it be the gateway I have no problem with that but yeah it's not any more superior
2: yeah it can be the end all be all like it I actually started I was the person that thought that before I got into the industry, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to be sweating really hard. I got to be doing like these high-intense workouts. And then I got into this industry and started training, and I'm like, girl, if you had only known, like, right? <laughs> life would be so much. And, and life is great now, but I'm like, life would have been so much better um, back then. Like I wouldn't have been stressing myself out so much. But no, like literally. So- um, you know, that's one of the conversations that I have to have with my, especially my female clients, like sis, I understand, you know, you love the cardio. I understand you feel like you're doing something, but you need to pick up the weights, sis, like pick them up and love on them. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. much so. Cause yeah, it's so stressful. stressful. So we're adding
4: extra excess stress to our bodies on top of giving our entire day to our jobs all day, every day there's not, there's no space to recover. There's no space to build, you know, so it's very stagnant. It's very hard, especially hormonally for women. There is a time and an activity for each phase of your cycle, and you can really capitalize on it by not being overly intense every single month.
3: Uh, that's a great follow-up. I was just literally about to follow into that is, Monica, in your practice, what does recovery look like for you? Is it just getting sleep? What are some other things you do?
4: Sleep is so big. I'm obsessed with sleep because more so for the brain health aspect of it, you know dementia, Alzheimer's runs in my family and it's the sleep. If you're not going to sleep, if you're doing things, if you're living fast, it's it it adds up over time and I think that people don't give enough credit to sleep. But for me the recovery, um, you know, when I'm really on it I'm going and getting a massage once a week or once every two weeks making sure that I take time to do either yoga or some sort of mobility training on my off days so my body is still moving. I'm still getting good circulation. Um, So I'm usually getting at least two days off a week with a little bit of like active recovery. Even being outside in the sun, getting fresh air in nature is something that I try to make it a point to do. Um, But yeah, recovery for me is, you know if I'm lifting and I'm lifting heavy, I'm gonna recover for two minutes (laughs) in between them sets. I am literally going to recover until... I know I can muster up the strength to do the same thing again for another three, four sets. So just respecting it, you know, intra, before, after the workouts is really big and it's hard to do that without guidance.
2: I think that's a what's your 365 and I know 365ers, I'm throwing this out here early, but I don't care. Me and Britt have said this before and Monica just confirmed it. Baby, listen to your body. Okay, listen to your body and rest and sit down because so often we like to sit up here and be like, oh, I'm fine, I'm good. No, sis. No, sir. No, bro. Sit down and rest. I know it was an early was here 365, but I just had to throw that out there. Um, Monica, I want to go back to miss real quick. Um, because I know this is something that you probably hear all the time, and the girlies wanna know. Let's talk about abs because you know the unofficial start of summer is here, summer's right around the corner. Um for the girlies that think they are about to do 100 crunches every day and get a six pack. Um, What would you say to that?
4: You can't do it without the kitchen. You have to be on it with your nutrition. And on it doesn't always mean 100% compliance, but you don't know how compliant you are until you're consistently tracking in some way. If you're not recording in some way what you're doing or watching your portions and trying to remain consistent there, then there's no telling what is creating progress or what is, you know, deterring you from your goals. The abs thing is also their muscles. If you're not gonna train them like the rest of your muscles, then don't expect to see them even when you drop a whole bunch of weight. You gotta work them like everything else and they also have an important function for us. So if we're looking at our deep stabilizers, like train them for the purpose of making sure you have good posture and you don't injure yourself first. So, you know, no, that myth is, it's tough because I think we all want to look a certain way that we want to look, right? And sometimes having abs is used as that, oh, I'm really in shape factor, but there are plenty of elite athletes, myself included, that don't have abs. And I could work them harder. I could, I could lift heavier. I could do those things, but it's not my priority. So I would also recommend Figuring out what your priority is. Do you want to perform better? That doesn't always require abs. Do you want abs? Then that requires nutrition. So make up your mind and stick to it. Because I know sometimes we get to scrolling, we get to looking at the person to the left and the right, and then we think we need to change the plan before we've even gone through with it. So you know, make up your mind. Try to stick to it.
3: I got so many. That's great, 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 uh, Monica. Um, I got so many clients, and maybe you've had them too, and maybe you've had them too, Jackie. we're like, hmm, today I want booty. Next thing, I want abs. Every day. I got to eat to get the booty. I got to limit things to get the abs. I don't know. I keep going back and forth. Conundrum. The conundrum <laughs> of booty abs.
2: It stresses me out. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, yeah. The biggest for me, I like to say to my clients, you cannot spot loss fat.
4: Mm-hmm. That's just
3: scientifically not how it works. Fat loss is an overall process mm-hmm. that has a lot of mechanisms that go into that. Um, Just doing crunches, 1,000 crunches a day will not get you abs. You need to really address things holistically. Mm. Um, But that's that's a a much, much longer conversation. Um, Monica, it seems like you're stepping into some beautiful spaces within your career. Also, it seems interpersonally, you're going through a transformative phase as well. Mm -hmm. What are you excited about for the future? Is there anything that you're excited about?
4: So over the last... Few years, I've really, really jumped into a space of autonomy. And I am so in love with the process of making decisions for myself, not letting the noise of the rest of the world or, you know, circumstances, you know, lead me off track to what it is that I truly want. I've gone through the, the process and still go through the process of making sure that I define success for myself. Real, whether it's in the gym with my programming or with my career and sticking to making sure that my actions reflect what it is I said that was successful for me or what I really want. And that's I'm excited to acknowledge that I'm successful enough to take a day off and spend time with my nieces and my family. I am happy to be able to enjoy the view from a place that I decided I wanted to wake up every day and see this and get immediate vitamin D walk right out onto the balcony and get that. So I'm, I'm really excited to be present. Honestly, like there's plenty of cool things that are about to happen and jump off this summer, but I am so excited to be present through all of it and not be what's the next thing we're going to do. What's the next piece of content? What's the next, how am I going to get this, that, and the third, the money I'm just, I'm ready to be present.
2: I'm loving this trainer talk right now because literally Brit did we have this conversation I felt like we had this conversation a few weeks ago about me and social media I'm just like
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the mccrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing
2: I love it and I hate it like I I have some weeks where I'm like content 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 and I got other weeks where I'm just like I don't I don't really care because I want to be in the moment I want to be present like I want to enjoy this thing called life like there has to be there has to be a good balance Uh, this is when I tell you uh, we need to have more trainers on because literally I'm over here just like So I'm not crazy. I'm not the only person that feels this way. Because again, I feel like a lot of times we get stuck into our own heads and that's me all the time. So just to kind of hear you say some of the things that like, I literally like said last week or the week before, literally here on this podcast, it's just like, Jackie, it's not just you like we are all going through this journey together which 365ers i think this is another uh what's here 365 everybody is on a journey um there are times where our journeys meet up there are times where our journeys don't meet up but everybody's on a journey so you're not doing this thing by yourself um you know you're not over here alone everybody's going through things everybody's dealing with things um you know find those moments where you can actually just sit and and smell the roses smell the flowers mm-hmm. Yes,
4: definitely.
3: With that being said, Monica, as a trainer, as a wellness coach, um, someone who speaks to the empowerment of women, what is something that you want to leave with the 365ers if it pertains to fitness? You know, if you talk, you know, we talk about the body. What is something you just want to leave the 365ers with that speaks from your journey, from your healing?
4: The goal is lifelong wellness. Remember that. Don't, be in a rush if you want to. There are different chapters, right? But just remember that lifelong wellness, it does matter what we decide to do now. Our health later on is definitely going to be dependent upon the intense or the moderate or the negligent decisions that we make leading up to. So, you know, when we talked about abs and booty, we talked about, you know, Burning calories, breathing hard. Think about yourself years from now and whether you're going to be doing this every day or what you want your life to look like. And ask yourself if it's really that necessary to do what you're doing or if there is a different way maybe that you could do it. And be okay with the fact that that could be very different from the person beside you or the person that you see on your timeline. I want for everyone to have the resource of wellness. And that's why I love this podcast so much. And you guys. But I also want for them to have an interest and have the, a certain level of passion to learn for themselves and for their bodies and think about health long term. So I know it's always like, I'm talking to my clients and they're like, yeah, yeah, but what do I do now? And I'm like, (laughs) I know, but I just want you to know that there's more to you than your frame. There's more to you than your abs. There's more to you. So take care of that more now and any opportunity that you can, because long-term, we're going to look back and be like, man, I really crushed my knees, man. I really did so crazy. I stayed up all night. I did all these things and now I'm tired or, you know, man, I feel really good because all those things I did. So think about the future you, you know, what would the future you want to feel like and try to make your decisions based on that too.
2: I think that's a what's your 365 for me because I I don't think I have ever taken the time to sit to think about like what I want to see or how you know I want to feel and how I want to see myself in the next few years especially in this fitness realm so come on come on Monica come on
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah I think a big thing is we went
4: through this pandemic and seeing people fall into even worse health. I personally saw my mother and father go through having COVID and it exacerbated other symptoms of other chronic diseases that they're dealing with, you know, chronic health issues that they're dealing with. And, you know, we lost people. There's a lot of reasons to now sit and look at your health from another holistic standpoint and from a long-term standpoint rather than just being like, summer's popping off. How am I getting Hoochie Daddy shorts? You know? (laughs) So I'm that's, that's one of the silver linings of what we've been through. Everyone's been through something tough in that time frame. learned themselves in some way. And so I think that that was the big, like aha moment for me too, was sitting at home and being like, okay, I need to change some things, you know?
2: Absolutely, Monica. Thank you so much for just coming on here and having this trainer talk with us. Um, you know, it's been great for both me and Britt, and I'm sure the 365ers have they've gotten so much out of this too. Um, if a 365er wants to connect with you, I know they do. They want to find you on social media, website, all the type of good stuff. Go ahead and drop the gems, drop the T, so the girls can get connected.
4: Okay, I'm so excited to hear from y'all. Please reach out. My name is at Train with Mon on all platforms. You can find me uh, for a consultation for nutrition, for cycle syncing, any of that at hlsfit.com. I would love to hear from y'all. I really appreciate you guys for everything that you surfaced in this conversation because any opportunity I have to talk with you all and to help people understand they're not alone is a huge blessing. So I just wanna say thank you guys so much and I'm excited to keep these conversations going.
3: Absolutely, Monica, there's so much to you um, you're such again a light in this world um, and as someone who is a fan I'm excited to continue to see you grow absolutely
4: thank you you know I'm a fan of y'all too I really really I'd be fangirling
2: period I gotta get city girls in here real quick period. <laughs> sorry period because that's what we do okay we period real quick um Monica, thank you again. 365ers, I think we've done like five or six. What's your 365? So all I'm gonna say is, is if you missed one, baby, just run this thing back and get them because we done done like eight of them in this podcast yes. episode. Uh, I'm Jackie Page. You can find me on social media. Love Jackie Page. Make sure you hit the big page, Black Health 365, honey. Okay, hit that, hit that big page and slide in my DMs.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
3: And my name is Britt Daniels. You can find me at ProfitFitness.life. As always, 365ers, it is your responsibility to be an advocate for your health. Peace, namaste, and namaste, in love.
2: Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahit Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.